Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome to the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Diving stop, Seager. Toss on off the first. In time to get seven. Three-run homer. Robinson can off the lefty specialist, Fernando Abad. And the Mariners lead it five to four. Goodbye, baseball. Straight away, center field. Cano and Cruz go back to back. And the king, when the Mariners needed him the most, two hits over seven. Scoreless innings. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. All right, welcome back, Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Thanks for being here again. Great to have you. This is going to be a fun one. This is number 500, I think. I'll talk about that with Aaron Goldsmith. He's usually here to celebrate the Milestone Podcast, and he is here to help celebrate number 500, I think. So that's going to come up in a few minutes. And we also have a great game to talk about. All the highlights and reaction from another what turned out to be one-run win as the Mariners have taken six of their last seven. They continue to hold first place in the West and another thriller as they take game one in Tampa Bay. And then three more coming up starting tonight and what should be a very interesting series Coming back home for a seven-game homestand, which is going to be a big one, Angels and Red Sox. Three against the Angels, four against Boston. Let's get to it, though. This one was tremendous, and Mike Leak was great. He ended up going eight innings. He was outstanding and helped himself along the way. The stretch and the next off of the way. Swing a ground ball back to the mound. Taken by Leak. Over to Gordon at second for one. His relay to first in time for the double play. And Leak gets out of the inning. Does a great job fielding his position. A 1-4-3 double play. They get fielded second. And they double up Crone at first base. He was really efficient. Had a shot at a complete game. Pitched in the ninth. Gave up a leadoff double. And then the Mariners go to the bullpen. As it turned out, Tampa Bay would make things pretty interesting. Offensively, though, Mariners played some long ball again. Denard spanned the second straight game. It's pitched to him, a swung on and drilled to right field. This is crossed. Back she goes. Warning track wall. It is gone. Denard Span, his second game in a row, has gone deep for the Mariners against his former team here against Tampa Bay. Going deep, the Mariners add to their lead. It is Four nothing Mariners. Four nothing at that point. Span going yard. Hanniger had a big home run as well. 
Here's the next off of the way. Swing and a drive deep into the gap in left center field. Going and going. Goodbye baseball. Mitch Hanniger with his 13th home run of the season. Holy smokes. Way out to left center field. The Mariners second home run of the night. And it's now the Mariners five and the Rays one. Hanniger got it all. Yeah, really. It was Hanniger who had a big night. Just one off his career high in RBIs. Had three ribbies last night against Tampa. Here's the 0-2. Swinging a ground ball right side, and this one is going to get through again. Off the diving glove of Wendell. Ronnie third is Freitas. He will score. 2-0 Mariners lead. Segura to third. Here he comes to throw with the second. Heading home. He slides. He's safe, and the ball gets on by Ramos. And Hanniger will get into second base. Gene Segura with some heads-up base running went from first to third on the ball that snuck into right field a base hit for Hanniger to drive in a run. And then Segura went around to third when he saw the throw by Gomez softly going to second. Segura turned on the Jets, had it home. The relay to the plate was late, and now the Mariners have a 3-0 lead. 3-0 lead. They would add to it. They led 5-1. to one. Things felt Pretty comfortable in the in the ninth inning with a four-run lead after Leak was pulled. Colome comes on to try and close it down. A bases-clearing double makes it a 5-4 ball game. But then Colome and the Mariners able to secure the victory. The stretch and the pitch. Robertson is swinging a ground ball. Third base line. Backhanded by Seeger. Long throw and a hop to first. And it's in time to get Robertson. And the ball game is over. Mariners hang on and win it tonight. A score of 5-4. to four. Holy smokes. What a play by Kyle Seeger. Deep behind the bag at third. A perfect one-hop strike into Ryan Healy for the out on Robertson. For the final out of the ball game. And the Mariners win it 5-4. They take the opening game of this four-game series. Now 39-23 and 23 on the season. They'll go for win number 40 tonight. Let's hear from the skipper, Scott Service, after the game. No, Mike was awesome uh, tonight. Uh, continues to, to mix all of his pitches. and uh, Had a really good changeup tonight. Uh, a good bottom to it. Sank the ball. Uh, played, you know, he's such a good athlete out there. You saw him, you know. Turn to double play and, and field his position so well. So a really complete ball game. Uh, you know, trying to give him every chance to complete it. Uh, I just thought we were at the game, and it was important that Cole, Cole hadn't been out there in, in four or five days. So we wanted to get him an inning. Um, and, you know, we wanted to, I guess, add on to our, our one-run wins. That wasn't the way we planned it tonight, but we'll take it. Defense was outstanding. Uh, you know, D made a couple of really nice plays. Uh, Freitas did a really good job behind the plate, blocking some balls, keeping double play in order, and then the Seager to the play to end the game. You know, it was just awesome. So, uh, you know, rough travel night last night. Uh, didn't get much sleep, but uh, you know, got enough offense early in the game, and, and pitching and defense was the story again. With Colome, is that rust? Is that emotion from coming back here after spending a couple yeah, of years here? I think I think it's a little bit of both. You know, when you come back, and this team knows him very well, obviously, so they know what his go-to pitch is and how he's going to how he's going to use it. But uh, you know, uh, it had been a few days since he'd been out there. You know, I, I don't want to run these guys too hard, but you do need to keep them fresh. And uh, it was important to get him in the ball game today. Right. I'm glad he got the final out. Uh, he needed it. Scott, 
how difficult is that play that Seager made? He made, makes it look pretty easy, but that, that play is not simple the way it takes him back and have to go across the ground. Yeah, now he's got to give ground down at the big hop, um, certainly on the turf here, uh, and using the turf to his advantage. You know, sometimes guys panic there and they try to throw that ball in the air. Kyle's very, got a great internal clock, uh, very seasoned, knows what he's doing over there at third base, and you know, played it perfectly, and then Healy did a nice job on the other end. So, uh, again, number of really good defensive plays uh, all over the diamond today. Late night, put some heads up on the bases in the second inning to get your run. Yeah, really. You know, Gene, he's always looking to take the extra base. That's his thing. Uh, we got some nice hits, you know, the other way, and then uh, you know to capitalize. Uh, you know, Gene with his head up and understood that you know the infielder just flipped the ball back to the middle and had a chance to score. Took advantage of it. You know, all those runs are big, certainly early in the ball game, and you know, um, again, just really heads up play. Brightest with that at bat there, and then Hanager two strikes in the other way. That kind of illustrates, I think, exactly. Yeah, it's funny, you know, David Freitas isn't uh, an offensive, uh, it's not his game, his game's behind the plate, but it seems like every game he plays in, it's it's a walk in the middle of a rally, it's it's a sack fly, it's a, you know, getting the guy over, today, big hit to kind of, you know, spark, a lot of those runs came with, you know, with two out, two after the the Deke Orton sack fly and stuff, so, uh, you know, a lot of good at-bats in that inning, you know, and a couple home runs are certainly helped out, Hanniger continues to roll, and and Denard Spann, you know, back-to-back games with homers, great to see. I think went almost six games, I think, without a walk. How big a part of that is what he's doing? Oh, that's him. You know, he makes and put it in play. Uh, got enough weapons, even though when he's not quite on uh, head and account, you know, he's got enough movement on the fastball and get the changeup working that he can get guys swinging at it and keep the ball on the ground. Uh, you know, that double play that was turned, I can't remember what inning it was now, when C went to his left, Segura covered the bag. You know, really the, the huge plays like that keep his pitch count in check and uh, our infielders are ready to play when he's out there. So he had one base. Did you just give him one base runner in the ninth? Yeah, that's that's where I was thinking. I want to give him every chance uh, to go. But, you know, Mike, um, you know, sometimes late in the game, whatever, things can happen really quick. Um, and it was a priority for us today to get Colomay in the game. I was going to give Mike a chance to get the complete game. But, you know, it worked out well, uh, the fact that we got Colomay in there. I know he wasn't as sharp as he wanted to be. But uh, it's a win, and, and we'll take all the wins we can get. Spence not the biggest guy. He's popped a couple in there for you in the last couple of years. He is. He's got this his his, his hot zone. Uh, you know, down and in, left-handed hitter. He can get the barrel there, and the ball jumps off his bat. You know, it was a, he jumped on the first pitch today. Knew he was looking for it, got it, and didn't miss it. No, he didn't. <laughs> he did not miss it. That was, I mean, what a run this has been. How much fun is this? The Mariners get another win last night. Let's hear from Mike Lake, who was outstanding. Yeah, it was well pitched, well called game, well good defense. I mean, it was. Uh, fun game to be a part of and, uh, had to uh, mix and match a little bit more than last game just because it was fifth sixth seventh time facing them so um, had to kind of dig deep into the toolbox and, and mix and match just to touch more with, with uh, the selection of pitches than last time digging deep was you threw the change up a lot they had a lot of movement in on right handers was yep. that Something you recognized early that it was moving the way you wanted to? Um, I mean, I, lately I've been using my changeup um, a little bit more just because I've been able to get the action, uh, get the velocity difference. So today was I was able to get the, the nice bite like a split. So it was becoming an effective uh, two-strike pitch. I'm bad you want that ninth there. Yeah, I wanted it, but it's part of the game. Did you kind of know you had about maybe one base runner if you how did you uh, yeah, I mean that's how he tends to do it. So I mean that's it's it's, it's uh, not surprising. 
long stretch with no walks until that last point. Yeah. How important is that for you? Yeah. I don't know. For some reason, when when walks get on, they t- they tend to find their way around. So I mean, it's 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 a nice stat to be a part of and, and be able to to go that that long without walking. This is the walk. I don't think you had a three ball count. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's nice too. You know. I mean. Uh, it, it helps minimize pitches and keep your pitch count low so you can go more innings and, and be able to eat up innings for the bullpen. You're preparing to see them five, six times, as you said. How much of that is preparation and how much of that is on the fly when you get into the game, what you're seeing, what David's seeing? It's both. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's taken years of preparation to get where I am, and so that, I mean, that would, is where the preparation part would come from. And then now it's kind of on the feel and, and, and just reading as I go. So you had to get in on the defensive back with the defense points so well. You had to do it yourself. Yeah, it's it's fun to show the leather once in a while, you know, see show that you can do it. But um, yeah, that was a pretty timely double play to get. Um, so that way they didn't get another run to make it a closer game. This one that you guys have been on though, the defense that's been played behind the pitching has been pretty outstanding. Mm-hmm. I mean, double plays and kind of spectacular plays. I mean, it seems like it's been a key for guys. Yeah, I mean, I think when you're starting pitching, can get in a rhythm. Um, deep in games it, it can kind of carry the momentum for you and for your defense and keep them in the game so I mean it's gonna allow them to want to jump around um, and, and make diving plays so I mean I think I think there's a little a little um, something to be said with with how we're rolling right now as starting pitchers see Seager's last play in the ninth there were you out there yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, it was. Uh, he's been. He's really good at those choppers that that kind of tend to short hop him right up to his belly button. So I mean, it's it's fun to watch him pick it out there. It it really has been fun. He has been outstanding. The Mariners have been outstanding, and now they try for game two tonight. Marco against Font, the opener. It sounds like they'll go to Andres after that. But Gonzalez has been on a huge roll. I mean, you look at what he's done. His last eight starts, he's been ridiculous. I mean, eight starts, it's it's a pretty big sample set. A 198 ERA, 50 innings, 40 strikeouts, three homers allowed. That is a great run. He'll take the ball tonight. It's going to be Felix against Snell, rematch on Saturday. That's going to be a tough one, obviously, with the way Snell can throw. And then Paxton against Valdi on Sunday. Tonight, 4-10 first pitch. Saturday, 1-10. Sunday, 10-10. Then back home for 7. So we'll talk, uh, I guess we'll talk on Monday next. And with uh, the Angels coming in and then Boston after that. Get you ready for that homestand. So should be a fun weekend. And here to celebrate what has been a nice run. Also, 500. (laughs) It's Aaron Goldsmith. For every Milestone podcast, I think we've had you on. I know you were on the first one. You're speaking pretty highly of yourself calling Milestone Podcasts, aren't you? Uh, oh, it's it's 500. Are you sure about that? No. <laughs> no, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it's 500. I will say that there is a chance, you know, I generally do these at 1, 2 a.m. There is a chance at some point when I'm inputting the info that I may have accidentally, like, skipped 100, went from, like, 299 to 399 at one point. So I'm pretty sure it's 500. Maybe maybe you did that a couple of times. A couple of times. This may be 30th podcast. I've ever done. <laughs> I don't know. There's no way to really know. <laughs> well, 
Okay, go by and count by hand. But I'm glad you're here. I'm thrilled to be here, Gary. To celebrate 500. And so and we're at the scene of one of the parts of the Open, right? Yes, now. the former Open. That's true. Uh, I love that description, by the way. And now that I get to look at it, yes, it looks like we're all going to be abducted. Yeah, the, we are looking right up into the UFO ship here when we were inside the trough. <laughs> it's the mothership. It That's really is great. the mothership. It's right there. It's just you're ready to get beamed up at any moment. Welcome to, to Tropicana Field, Gary. So speaking of opens, I threw out the question to listeners of the podcast. Give me the suggestions on the highlights I should include and the new open that I'm going to redo. I'm hoping to do it here in Tampa Bay. We'll see. I guess St. Pete technically, but uh, and a wildly popular request so far has been this game is over. And what I've enjoyed the most about it is everyone writes over slightly differently. <laughs> sometimes it's a lot of E's, sometimes a lot of R's, sometimes it's a lot of each letter. Well, but that one, that one, I will guarantee that one is in. That one will make the open. So I'm, congratulations to you. Well, thank you, Gary. I was really hoping that the new Open would be exclusively Gary Hill Jr. Nights, <laughs> and it would be a five-minute Open. Yeah, five-minute Open. <laughs> Actually, that highlight, I, I haven't said this yet, that highlight will be in there, but it's me redoing it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say three, the same two, things. one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm going to say better. everything the same. Yeah, you got the crowd. Yeah, so, yeah, it'll all be me. That'll be good. Well, you know, I... I'll joke Should I include me in, in the open? I don't think so. I think it has to bookend it, doesn't it? Really? Or, you know, don't bookend it. Don't start with you. You have to end strong with you with, like, a couple couple of highlights. Or you know what you should do? Hmm. Take some highlights from Rick and myself and then just cut them halfway through and then <laughs> splice in better endings that you have done. <laughs> All right? Yes. Kind of glue these together uh -huh. and make it better. I think everybody would appreciate it. That's a great idea. But, hey, in all seriousness – I mean, you and I have known each other for a long time, and I've been—I've known you since the start of this podcast, and obviously before that as well. And I remember talking to you over the winter time years ago about the idea of this podcast, and I remember saying, "Like, yeah, Gary, that, that sounds like a great idea. It sounds like a ton of work, <laughs> especially." The look on your face, great idea. So much work. I mean, people. You guys, you don't understand how much work Gary puts into this podcast. This is. Such a labor of love that Gary has done. And he did it uh, every day for years in his underwear, on his couch, at his home. I mean, most of the time wearing shorts, just to ah, be technical. That's not what Mary says. <laughs> the whole house is asleep but you and some microphone in the darkness in Des Moines. And there you are banging this thing out. We all thank you, Gary. I mean, what you've done. No, There's nobody, and I hope people realize this. There's nobody else in the game doing a podcast like this. And they haven't been for years now, so thank you for it. Because it's been it's been a, a terrific gift that you have given to the Mariners fan base. And as we know, it's not just in Seattle. It's not just in the Northwest. It's all across the country. Goodness, it's all across the world. People listen to this podcast to get information on their favorite team. And it's all done. It's a one-man band. It's all done by you in the middle of the night when nobody's watching. And thank you, man. It's, I mean it sincerely. You do oh. a ton of work on this. That's nice of you to say. It is funny to reflect on all the different places where I've done this podcast. Oh, you know, I've, people, you should know this too. <laughs> I have texted Gary when, I've, when I would listen in the morning, maybe listening, going to the ballpark, either way. And I hear it, and I go, and as an, as an audio guy, right. as a radio guy, uh -huh. you, can, you hear things immediately. You say, where was that recorded? That, does, that just doesn't sound right. And I'll text Gary. Hey man, where, where did you record the podcast today? And my favorite was recorder between my legs, <laughs> <laughs> drinking, 
driving to work? Because until this year, you've had a day job yeah. coupled with the podcast, coupled with helping out Mariners Radio doing any number of roles. And finally, we have you all to ourselves. So I'm glad that you don't have a digital recorder wedged between your thighs as you drive to your 9 to 5 job. You had to job. make the best of your time. So that was it. Probably not legal, but, you know, traffic wasn't moving very quickly anyway. You so. recorded. You've done it in SeaTac a number of times. Oh, yeah. Crouch in a corner. Hey, welcome to the I always feel like such an idiot as people walk by and look. <laughs> hey, welcome to Mariners Baseball, blah, blah, blah. I've done it in several airports. I know uh, Boston. Yeah, there's been a few airports I've done it in. I've put them together on planes, like done a quick sure. into the mic and then the editing all work. together. Hotel rooms, banquet rooms, outside, randomly, <laughs> in the dead of night. A couple well, times I thought I was going to get arrested for loitering, but <laughs> that's not the only thing. Well, we all thank you, Gary, because it's again nobody else is doing this, and you take a ton of time out of your day and morning and night to do these things. So we thank you. Well, it's my chance to thank the listeners too. It, it always uh, overwhelms me whenever I ask a question, or it just there's so much feedback. It's I mean, people are out there listening, and they seem to enjoy it, and I, I love everyone that listens. I love doing it, especially in a year like this, right. especially lately. It has been so much fun. It has been such a fun year, and it's been tricky at times keeping it going every single day just because of the dynamics of what's been going on this season with the new role and everything. But it's been consistent lately and really good, really fun. Been a ton of fun. And so many people back at the radio station helping out too, I know, getting you the highlights, although now oh, you yeah. have a little more control over the highlights, of course. Uh, since you're here each and every day. But, no, it's a, it's a lot of people that provide you with the ammunition to put this out every day. And that's to me, I've now been with the Mariners for now my sixth season, and the one thing that strikes me and struck me from day one is how much people care about Mariners baseball on yes. the radio. And I don't think it's that way everywhere else. I agree. And I think that's the greatest thing that Dave did was he made people connected, really care about Mariners baseball on radio. And this, of course, is all about that element of Mariners baseball. So I, I don't think there's – I don't think it's like this everywhere else. I think it's, that's a really special thing to the Mariners. And it's it's like that other places too, I know, and I'm sure of it. But I think this is in the minority in, in terms of markets that really have an emphasis on it. No, I agree. I think there has always been a connection to the fan base and the radio. And it started with Dave, sure. obviously, and everything he did. And I'd like to think that we're all continuing that legacy on uh, – we know, we feel everyone. You know, it's, right. it, it, the connection is strong. The bond is strong. And I think you're right. I don't think it is like that everywhere. I really don't. I, I, I think people care more about the quality or lack thereof of <laughs> <laughs> of of the people who are on the microphone, uh -huh. uh, on the radio side especially, for the Mariners. And it's all because of Dave, obviously. And to me, that is what makes... Mariners baseball on radio is so unique and so special compared to a lot of other places because I think people are more invested on it in it and I, one of my favorite things is when I hear people talk about how they don't own a TV and all they do is listen yeah. on the radio yeah and my my first Mariners my real first Mariners vivid memory came before even my first spring training it was at Fan Fest. And I've shared this story in other platforms before, maybe on the podcast. And I was with Rick, and we were walking from – we just done dugout dialogues for people who have been to FanFest. We are down in the Mariners' first base dugout. We were walking from there 
across home plate, up the stairs in the lower bowl, up to the concourse on the third base side to do a Mariner's hot stove show. And there was a mother and her two small children, maybe eight and five, and the mom saw Rick and was taken aback and, and had to stop Rick and say hello to her, to him. And she said, Rick, oh, my gosh, it's such a thrill to meet you. You're a part of our, and she points to her children, you are a part of our bedtime routine. Wow. And, like, when I when – I, and I'm just basically a fly on the wall at that point. I'm a step behind Rick. Obviously, she has no idea who I am. And I'm just taking all this in for the first time. I'm hours into working for the Mariners. And I hear this, I see this, and it just hits me. Oh, my gosh, this is, this is real. I mean, this is really important. Not just to us, because right, that's the difference. In the minors, it's only really important to us. Right. And when you get here, and especially when you get to Seattle in the Northwest, it is important to everyone. <laughs> yes. And yes. we both have kids, and we know what that's like, kind of that romance of baseball and family, mm-hmm. and especially on the radio. So that's something, when you, when you talk about Mariners baseball on radio, that's my first real interaction with it, and it came before – we ever turned on a microphone, ever wore a headset. We didn't have a scorebook in front of us. It was just a, a, a raw fan reaction of pure joy and great gratitude to Rick. That's a great story. Before you go, just how much fun are you having in this run right now? This is – well, we all saw it coming. Well, yeah. I mean, especially – I remember you before the season talking about LeBlanc – and first place award, in June. Yeah, and best year. He'd be one back. Of the best in the one of the greatest league. months yeah. of May in yeah. franchise history. I remember you were all over that. And I said Paxton would probably throw a no hitter. Yeah. And I said yeah, that, I yeah. That. I said that the day afterwards. A couple of complete games are yeah. about more than like half of baseball <laughs> <I'm> teams. <laughs> you know, it's it has been, as you know, Gary, such a thrill every night to come to the ballpark and expect to win. Yeah. I think that's right. That's really the feeling. Yeah. And I know folks felt that back in 2001 and in some years prior to that, of course, as well. But you feel so good with now basically every starter the Mariners are running out there. And the offense that has been able to, on most nights, muster just enough. And yet we know, right, we know that in there there's so much more. And it will it'll heat up again. We've seen it red hot before this season. But it's been a complete thrill. The homestand is going to be awesome. Yes, I am really looking forward to the homestand. Angels and Red Sox, uh-huh. that's going to be tremendous. Uh-huh. Obviously a big East Coast trip coming up after that homestand. But four games with Boston, that's going to tell us a lot. I just think this, the split in Houston is terrific. It's great. It's terrific. I mean, you love to get the sweep, and I, I think you feel like I did. Once they took the lead, just right. because, and game to two. back to your yeah. point, you, you're, you're expecting the Mariners to win at this point, which is a great place to be. But to get the split down there in that place, I think it's tremendous. It really just feels like it keeps the momentum going. It keeps the role going. The Mariners have a bona fide ace. They have suddenly a sneaky deep rotation. They have an all-star closer, maybe the best closer in the game. Maybe two all-star closers. Right. I, I wonder how Colomay will be uh, reunited with some friends here tonight and yes. over the next few days. And their ability in one-run games, I don't think that that will carry over one year to the other per se. Sure. But I think it can roll for a year. Yeah, we've seen it. We've seen it. It's happened. The Rangers did it. Yeah. I mean, it's an easy thing to say that's not sustainable just because you look at it and it, it's hard. It's 
especially at that pace. I mean, right. it seemed like they were winning what, out of 15 wins recently. I think they had won 15 to 17 and 11, right. something like that, or one run or eight. Uh, but I do think that's a thing yes. that is somewhat unexplainable. Oh, I totally agree. That will, or that can, I shouldn't say will, it's not a definitive, but that can buoy you and have enough momentum to sustain through a season. I I've mean, we've, o- seen, we've seen it happen. Yes, we've, we have seen it happen. I always feel like, and we're both numbers guys, we, we love the breakdowns in all different facets of the game. But there, in my opinion, there's always a psychology to baseball a psychology to a clubhouse and a team that you just can't explain. Yeah, I totally that agree. It's always in the mix at one level or another, and it's part of the reason why I never think that we'll ever really know going into a baseball season. We might think we have a handle on things, but you never know, and that's the beauty of the game. You never fully know, and there's just that element that makes things, how long could this go, right. especially with one-run wins? Mariners play the Astros 13 times over the final two months. I can't wait for those final two months. That's exactly what you want. Yeah. Head-to-head, almost two full weeks worth of baseball with the Astros. A lot of those games, too, I mean, Mariners don't see them until July. That's down the stretch. Right. That's a lot of Houston the last two months of the season, essentially. I think the Mariners, if if I kind of, I was talking to Blow about this the other day. What's kind of the, what's the arm's reach, right, if, if the Mar- we'll see kind of how the standings go through the All-Star break. And in the second half, look, let's not be fools here, right? I mean, the Astros will, will get hot, sure. right? The Mariners, if they can stay within, what do you think the number is, four games? Oh, yeah. Four games by the time September rolls around? You know, and lost in all of this, taking the lead in the division, third best record in baseball. I mean, over time, they've – Built a, a nice little lead over the Angels as well during this stretch. Which is beautiful. Yeah. Something we haven't talked about a ton, but could be a factor too. And if you start the clock with the series that we just played, just saw played in Houston, and you run that through the end of the East Coast trip, right? Mariners can play 500. Oh, yes. Play 500. Absolutely. That Heck, would be fantastic. Even if it's a game under. You have built up such a line of credit over the first two months. But you are, you are swimming in the shallow end if you can do that. I mean, that is good stuff. Well, that's part of it, too. That's part of our sustainable conversation. In some respects, it doesn't matter because those wins are in the bank. Right. And if you can play, go through a stretch of 500, that's great because of what you've already done. For sure. That's all that needs to happen. I mean, if and any team in baseball would want to play 500 baseball over that stretch against those Absolutely. teams. Absolutely. So, and the Mariners are at 500 so far after two games. <laughs> that's <laughs> Small right. Small sample size. Right, right. But that's okay. Uh, and now, that's why this four games two against Tampa Bay feels uh, big in in context of who else they're playing. Sure. On the back end of this, they miss Archer. Right. That's going to be huge. That is huge. Angelton Simmons on the DL for the Angels. Betts working his way back for Boston. Sounds like he probably will probably will be back for that series, but you but he know. will have not have played for a right. while. Otani, yeah, the blister. Now apparently it's not as bad as the first blister, and then he was able to still pitch after that last blister that he had. Whatever, he's filthy. The Simmons loss is enormous. He is having a tremendous season. There is no good replacement for Angelton Simmons. I mean, there's four all-star shortstops in the American League right now, and Simmons is one of them. I don't think he's ever been an all-star, by the way. 
I'm pretty sure about that, which, which is, is kind of striking to me. It is because you think with his defense that he'd get the benefit of the doubt. Right. And his bat has come around. It's been especially good this year. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, it's going to be the homestand is going to be terrific. Fireworks night of the homestand as well, which is always fun. But Angels, Red Sox, Safeco Field, yeah. hopefully some good weather. I'm excited. Yep. Aaron will be walking around and shaking hands to yeah. podcast listeners. This game is over. You want me to, is that, that you, can, you can use that one instead. Yeah, I'm definitely going to use that one. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> this game is over. Let's go home. Okay. Thanks, hey, man, Aaron. good seeing you. 500. 500. Off to a good start. See you later!